You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Marks and everyone in between, welcome to the first ever episode of Mikey's Indy 500. I am your host, Mikey Manfredi, and thank you for joining me on my race through the Indies. So for those who don't know, which is probably most of you by now, because uh, this is only episode one, in 2020, I will be watching and reviewing 500 independent wrestling matches throughout the year. I will be using a scale of one to five spicy meatballs One being the lowest, five being the highest. Stars are overrated. Get at me, Dave Meltzer. Anyway, if you have any match suggestions for me, tweet them to me at HitTheBooksPod on Twitter or at MikeyM133 on Twitter using the hashtag HTB500. No WWE, no New Japan, and no AEW match allowed. However, superstars from those brands are totally free game. Any matches with them in it, that's totally cool. Any year at all. Now, let's get into it. First match we got is David Starr versus Orange Cassidy from Beyond Wrestling. And those of you who don't know Orange Cassidy, he recently gained a little bit of popularity through AEW, but he has been wrestling for a long time. His debut was in 2004, and he's been using his current gimmick since 2009. We have David Starr. On the other hand, whose debut was in 2012. So, compared to Orange Cassidy, he has been wrestling for a way shorter of a time. However, this match is incredible. It starts off with David Starr going on his long list of nicknames. uh, Ending, of course, with the Ace of Beyond Wrestling. And then Orange Cassidy goes to do his intro, you know. Hailing from wherever. His weight, doesn't matter. He's Orange Cassidy. But Orange Cassidy cuts off the announcer before he can start and gives him his own list, his own little uh, list of nicknames. But the list kind of goes off on a tangent into Orange Cassidy wanting friendlies because, of course, it does. This match was awesome. I loved I loved every minute of it. David Starr had amazing, amazing heel work. There was points where he took off Orange Cassidy's glasses and stomped on them. He would just yell at Orange Cassidy, be like, lay down, bud, you did a good job. He kept making fun of him, and it was just great heel work throughout the whole thing. And Orange Cassidy was no slouch either, which is surprising because it's kind of his thing. When he was able to get his offense in on this match, he was incredible. There was just so many good moments he had. Like, when he was just getting absolutely beat down by David Starr, and his nose was bleeding, and he just goes, come on, bring it on. And then David Starr beats the crap out of him. But then he does he reverses it and gets his first little bit of offense in throughout the whole match and gives David Starr just a straight punch to the face and it rocks him. And everyone's little, and that was a great moment. And then later on, David Starr is trying to do the kip-up with his hands in his pockets, but he cannot. So Orange Cassidy laughs at him, which makes David Starr a little angry. And this match is just back and forth, back and forth through the whole time. And Orange Cassidy ends up taking it home when he hits David Starr with the orange mist and rolls him up in his signature P 
pin the mousetrap, and Orange Cassidy comes out victorious. Oh my god, this was a great match. So I give this match four meatballs out of four spicy meatballs out of five, just because of how much I loved it. Orange Cassidy was entertaining, but he was also amazing athletically and did so much in the ring. And I give him so much respect. Uh, it was such a great match, and I recommend anybody to watch it. It is free on YouTube if you look up David Starr versus Orange Cassidy. Please, please, please watch it if you ever get the chance. Next up, we have a match from Lucha Underground. I believe it's Season 3, Episode 2. Yes, from Season 3, Episode 2 of Lucha Underground, we have Killshot versus Marty Martinez in a Weapons of Mass Destruction match. So, for those who don't know, a Weapons of Mass Destruction match is basically just an Extreme Rules match but with, like, a heavy military theme. So, basically, they can just do whatever the hell they want to each other. And, oh, my God, did they. They absolutely destroyed them. There was a really quick start to this match when Killshot just attacked Marty Martinez during his entrance, and it started right there. They were fighting in the crowd, and Marty Martinez is busted open basically immediately. And he looks like a psychopath when he is covered in blood and that just made this match so much better because you just oh you just love to hate him he was such a good heel in this match he was just messing with everyone in the crowd he was absolutely destroying kill shot he was talking down on him he got help from a his sister quote unquote and what a match so there was a spot where marty the Malk martinez hits kill shot's head against the outside turnbuckle on the metal, the metal post and the sound it makes <laughs> wow was just sickening and it made it made me cringe a little bit i'm not gonna lie it was really really crazy and you know, the commentary was it definitely didn't help this match that much uh <laughs> match striker was making some interesting comments that i guess you'll just have to see for yourself when you watch this match again another free one on youtube just go look it up it's You'll definitely find it. It was a great match. It ended with uh, Killshot putting Marty Martinez through a table off of a ladder with the uh, with the double stomp, which is kind of like the coup de gras, which is his finishing move. And he ends up winning the match. And I gave this match five meatballs out of five because it was absolutely insane. You can really feel the emotion in this match. You can feel the storyline. Oh, the feeling of it was just electric. You, Even though I've never, I didn't really know the storyline leading up to it, you know these two men hated each other, and they made that absolutely apparent, and it was such a good match to watch. Next up, we have a match from GCW, Joey Janela's Spring Break 3, and we have quite the barn burner. We have the we have Invisible Man versus Invisible Stan, and yes, it's exactly what it sounds like. Two <laughs> invisible wrestlers fighting each other in the ring. And, oh my god, what a match this was, let me tell you. So, Bryce Ransberg is a referee. And you would think, how is he going to see two in- invisible wrestlers? That's not going to work. How is that going to happen? How is he going to ref this match properly? Uh, he answers that question quickly when he pulls a pair of Joey Janela sunglasses out of, the back, out of his back pocket and says he needs bad boy vision. So, if you're wearing the glasses, you can see the match. Which is... A really nice little touch. I think it's very funny, and I think it adds so much 
Especially since it's just Bryce Rebsberg pretending to referee a wrestling match for 10 minutes. The Invisible Man gets busted open at one point because they are having him and Invisible Stan are just throwing haymakers at each other and he gets busted open. And, oh, man, there are some dangerous, dangerous spots in this. Like when uh, Invisible Man and Invisible Stan go up to the balcony and they get suplexed off of the balcony into the crowd. The balcony was at least two or three stories up. And that was just ridiculous. That was a dangerous spot that nobody should have ever done. One of them could have gotten hurt. I honestly can't believe how how careless they were. The crowd was also very into this match. Uh, constantly chanting for the Invisible Man to win. Invisible Stan is Invisible Man's evil twin brother. And wow, the crowd was really behind Invisible Man on this one. Honestly, I could see why. Because Stan attacked the referee, which is not, not a, it's a big heel move. And I can see why it was rough. Anyway, the Invisible Man ends up picking up the victory when he puts Invisible Stan through a door and gets the 1-2-3. This match was, oh, what a barnstormer of a match this was. I gave this match 10 spicy meatballs. I know, I know I said I was only going up to 5, but here we are. 10 spicy meatballs for this one because, wow, this is a match you gotta watch. Next up, we have a match from Beyond Wrestling Lit Up, and it is Timothy Thatcher versus Tony Storm. Now, before I watched this match, I didn't know who Timothy Thatcher was. But boy, after this, did I. He is a monster of a man. Uh, This guy is no-selling shots basically the entire match because he is just... He's a tough guy. (laughs) He's a tough, tough guy. However, I will say... The crowd in this match was pretty dead. Uh, it was a good match. I don't know why everyone was so light, felt so lifeless. Uh, like, sure, Thatcher was in control most of the time. He was kind of a heel. He was no selling stuff, but it was good because it made it made him feel like this unbeatable monster that Tony Storm had to overcome. And <laughs> the crowd was dead up until this one point where he said, "I don't hate you, Thatcher." I, but I strongly dislike you. And the whole crowd loved it. It was really funny. And there were some stiff shots from Thatcher in this match to Tony Storm. There was one point where he just grabs her by the hair and just straight up slaps the shit out of Tony. And she was a little rocked. But Tony Storm makes a comeback, gets him in an arm bar, and wins the match by tap out. Tony Storm comes out on top. And it was a short match. It was a short match. But... It was good. Tony Storm made a nice comeback on Timothy Thatcher and ends up winning. I gave this match three meatballs because it was good, but I wish it was a little bit longer, and I wish Tony Storm got a little more offense in throughout the whole thing, and I wish she was able to show off more of what she can do. But nonetheless, it was a three-star match because I did enjoy it. And now next up, we have an- we have another Timothy Thatcher match, but this one is from Progress Chapter 55, and it is Matt Riddle versus Valter. Versus Timothy Thatcher. And if you don't know who Walter is, look him up. This guy is a massive human. He is gigantic, and he looks like he could crush your head like a grape if he felt like it. Uh, this was a triple threat match for the Progress Atlas title. And before the match, coming into the match, Matt Riddle was the champion. But leaving the match... Walter ends up winning. But the match itself was incredible. Right in the beginning of the match, 
it was a handshake between Walter and Timothy Thatcher because they are in the same they were in the same group called uh Ringkampf and they are on the same team so there was a respectful competition between them cuz they didn't know it was for the title but they're still friends and wow Matt Riddle just shows how strong he really is he starts giving suplexes to Thatcher who is a big man he starts giving suplexes to Walter who is like double his size and oh, there's just some heavy hits in this match Walter at one point almost kicks the head off of Thatcher while he's trying to get Matt Riddle in the corner and it's just ridiculous Riddle decided to have a chop off with Walter, which is a dumb idea because Walter is kind of known for his chops. If you've seen some people's chests afterwards, they look like chop meat, just ground beef, just like the chest is red and oof, it's rough. Walter hits everybody with a double German. He basically he basically uh, dominates his whole match. Um, and Thatcher and Riddle just get some offense in every every once in a while. Toward the end. Uh, Riddle hits uh, Thatcher with a knee and puts him through the ropes, and Thatcher gets stuck in the ropes. Then Riddle goes to turn around and hit Walter with the same with the same knee, and Walter catches him and hits him with his finisher, and Walter wins the match and comes out the Atlas with the Atlas Championship. And I gave this match four meatballs out of five because it was just really good, really strong wrestling between all the competitors, and it really it was just it was just fun to watch. Um, it didn't give me that emotional impact, though, so it didn't get over the five-star hump, but I did enjoy it very much, and I would love to watch more of these guys, which I definitely will. Uh, next up, we have a more recent match, which is Kenny Omega versus Ray Phoenix from AAA at Heroes Immortales 13 for the Mega Campeon de AAA. And... Oh my god, this match was very good. Uh, it's Kenny Omega and Phoenix, guys. Like, obviously it's going to be great. Since this match takes place in AAA, the ring is actually six-sided, which I thought was cool. I think six-sided rings lend themselves to some cool spots here and there. Uh, Kenny Omega was way more vicious in this match than, I, uh, than I've recently seen him in AEW. He is more aggressive for sure he is just absolutely destroying phoenix and phoenix of course holds his own because he's just great by him he's just great he is a great singles competitor and i think AEW should use him more in singles competition instead of just in the lucha brothers because oh my god that guy can go at one point phoenix hits an awesome spanish fly on kenny off the top rope and it was sick also phoenix hits kenny with his uh rolling cutter which Gotta hand it to him, it's way cooler than the RKO is. At me on that. Phoenix, way sicker than Randy Orton. Also, Phoenix gets busted open during this match. It was uh, a little rough. Kenny hit him with a knee, and it kind of it kind of looks like it caught him on the mouth, and he was uh, spitting up blood throughout, throughout a lot of this match. So, uh, Phoenix looking kind of badass. The blood coming out of his mouth through his, uh, under his mask. That was pretty cool. Kenny Omega ends up taking this match with a one-winged angel, and wins... Mega, the Mega Campion Day AAA, and wow, good for him. It was a really cool match, and I was very excited to watch it, and it delivered. It was a really good match. Uh, I gave it three meatballs because, uh, for some reason, it was really good, and I enjoyed it, 
but it didn't really hold my attention as much as I thought it was gonna. To be honest, like it was like I was I still found myself kind of like checking my phone or like kind of going to get food. Like I pause it and go do something else. Like I don't know. I just didn't get hooked as much as I thought with this match. So I gave it three meatballs. But all in all, the match was pretty was was all right. You should definitely check it out. Next up on our list, we have we have one of my new favorite wrestlers, Kylie Ray, who is just awesome. Uh, I love watching her in the ring. I love her gimmick. I just, I know it just makes me smile. Good old smiley Kylie spreading the love around with the the smiling. So we have Kylie Ray versus Tesla Blanchard at Zelo Pro for the win for the uh, Zelo Pro Women's Championship at Zelo Pro Arrival. And oh my God, Kylie Ray, definitely happy to be there. You know how she is. She's always happy to be there. But Tessa Blanchard, on the other hand, not so happy to be there. Uh, all she does is yell, fuck you, Kylie Ray" uh, the whole match. And she screams at Kylie Ray whenever Kylie tries to shake her hand. And at one point, Kylie does get a handshake from Tessa. But Tessa wasn't having it. And ended up punching Kylie in the face for it. Uh, I don't know what made Tessa so mad at Kylie. But goddamn, cold-blooded Tessa Blanchard. But this match was great. There was... The intensity was just so high up there. It was a really intense match between Tessa yelling at Kylie and Kylie just getting angry. And when Kylie gets angry, she is a powerhouse. She is a little ball of energy. And she got in so much offense against Tessa Blanchard and really took her to the limit. What I liked about this match is that there was a lot of very smart wrestling between the two of them. There was one point where Kylie got hit with a big move and rolls out of the ring before Tessa can get the pin. There was a part where Tessa was in a submission hole and rolls Kylie up in a pin so she breaks it. There's a lot of smart wrestling in this match and I very much enjoyed that. Uh, and there was one big spot where Tessa was on the top rope and Kylie hits her with a huge super kick and wow, that one got me. That one got me for sure. But in the end, Tessa Blanchard ends up winning this match with the Magnum Face Buster, which is like a uh, uh, code breaker, but off the top rope. And ends up pinning Kylie for the win. And ends up becoming the Zelo Pro Women's Champion, taking it from Kylie Ray. And wow, this match was awesome. I gave it four meatballs out of five because I was hooked the whole time and I couldn't take my eyes off of it and this was just a great match I loved every minute of it and at the end Tessa and Kylie Ray ended up giving a nice hug in and they raised each other's hands and it was a really nice moment and I love a good happy ending don't you next up we have my first introduction to both of these superstars this match is between Will Ospreay and Marty Skrull, who I have both and both of them I had never seen wrestle before. So this was kind of a treat for me. This was Will Ospreay versus Marty Skrull at WCPW or Defiant Wrestling Stacked, and this match was crazy. Will Ospreay is nutty. Will Ospreay moves like I've never seen anyone move before. He is all over the place. He is flying around the ring, and I was impressed. I thought Will Ospreay was pretty sick, and Marty Skrull was also sick. He was doing great heel work the whole time. He made fun of Undertaker at one point when he hit he hit Will Ospreay with a tombstone, and he did the Undertaker pin. 
He was yelling at the crowd. Both of them were being assholes the whole time, but it was so good. It was so good. Uh, there was one part where Will Ospreay was doing a back handspring and Marty Skrull just kicks him in the face while he's upside down, which was sick. There was, uh, I like Will Ospreay's uh, signature move, the Cheeky Nendos kick, where he has him upside down on the turnbuckle and hits him with a super kick. This match was just great, and when it picked up, it started off slow, it did, but when this match picks up, it picks up hard, and do they really go into it? Will Ospreay ends up winning this match with the Oz Cutter, and gets the 1-2-3 on Marty Skrull. This match, I gave four meatballs because it was intense, and when it, once it got going, it never stopped, and it was just go, 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 and... I could not take my eyes off of it. The action was pretty great, and these two both just did great, great heel and face work in the match. And we're both being assholes the whole time, which was fun. This match, I ended up giving four meatballs out of five because I just thought it was great. Uh, they Once the action picked up, it never stopped. It was just nonstop the whole time, and I couldn't take my eyes off of it. If you blinked, you missed a big move. Man, I really have a newfound... Uh, I'm a new, I'm definitely a new fan of Will Ospreay and Marty Skrull, and I will definitely be watching more of their stuff in the future. What a match. Next up, we have Kevin Steen versus El Generico from Ring of Honor Final Battle 2012. It was a ladder war for the Ring of Honor world title, and oh my god. God. So for those of you who don't know, again, which is probably most of you because it's episode one, I am a huge fan of Kevin Owens or Kevin Steen. I love him. I love his work. I love his style. I love just how he talks. I love the way he is on the mic. And I'm also a fan of El Generico. I... Actually, I've never and I've seen Kevin Steen, Kevin Owens wrestle plenty, uh, especially in his WWE career uh, and his NXT career. But I've never seen El Generico wrestle. He, he kind of has a similar style to uh, to a guy named Sami Zayn, almost, which is a little weird, isn't it? Anyway, I very much enjoyed this match. Uh, it was just a it was a brutal, brutal ladder match. Uh, they get to fighting basically right away. There's no no shitting around. They are just right to punching each other in the face. Kevin Steen is an amazing heel. He does great heel work this whole match. He yells at the announcers. He yells at the crowd. He yells at the camera. He says he's going to kill El Generico. Which, but we all knew that. We all knew he was a great heel. Uh, and phew, does El Generico take an absolute beating? I really thought he did die sometimes. There were some big, big spots on El Generico, and I honestly don't know how he survived as long as he did. There was a part where El Generico get, gives uh, Kevin Steen a German suplex onto a ladder. It looks like he almost broke his neck, which scared the crap out of me because I was terrified for Kevin Steen's neck. And there was one point where Kevin Steen set up a ladder and then put a table on top of the ladder and then went to go put El Generico through it, but then ends up getting it reversed and goes through his own little trap that he made which was great. Uh, the crowd was chanting, please don't die the whole time, which I agreed with because there was a lot of spots where it looked like they were going to die. Like the finishing spot, when Kevin Steen 
gives El Generico a package pile driver through two ladders. Oh my god. That ends up winning Kevin Steen the match, and he retains his Ring of Honor World Championship. I gave this match five spicy meatballs out of five because it got me emotionally. It made me physically cringe. It got me and it hit me in all my senses. It got me every way. It got me to just pop and cringe and cry and laugh and oh, it was incredible. It was a great match to watch. I highly suggest you watch it. Uh, it's on Daily Motion, however, not YouTube. Uh, it's still not too hard to find. Just type in Kevin Steen versus El Generico Ladder War Ring of Honor 2012, and I'm sure you'll find it. Uh, and I highly recommend you do watch it. And my last match this week is another match from Defiant Wrestling or WCPW, as it was formerly known for the pro in the Pro Wrestling World Cup 2017, and it was Ricochet King Ricochet versus Keith Lee. And oh man, this was a slobber knocker when it got down to it. It started off pretty slow because uh, Rick Keith. King Ricochet and Keith Lee were kind of messing with each other. And they were getting some laughs out of each other. Getting some laughs out of the crowd. They were having a good time. Starts off with a handshake so you know it's a nice friendly competition. But when this match gets into it. Oh man. Ricochet gets tossed around like a freaking crash test dummy. Keith Lee's throwing him around the ring like crazy. He's tossing him from side to side. He is slamming him. He is reversing all of his moves. Ricochet can, doesn't seem to get many, much offense in. But, oh, man, does King Ricochet hold on and persevere. There is kick out of two, kick out of two, kick out of two, kick out of two, over and over and over again. And he finally gets a little bit of offense in. There was one point where he even kicks out of Keith Lee's spirit bomb, which is insane. And Keith Lee gets mad, so he goes for another uh, scoop power slam. But Ricochet reverses it into a roll-up and ends up winning the match. And moving on to the finals of the World Wrestling Cup in 2017. And oh, wow. This was another five meatball match for me. This was just... This one hooked me in. I I thought Ricochet was done. I thought Keith Lee was definitely going to win. And he just kept giving me that little spark of hope that maybe he can, he can kick out again. Maybe he can kick out again. Maybe he can kick out again. And he kept doing it. And every time he did, I popped a little bit. Because it was like, yeah, you go underdog. Get there. You beat this guy. And he ended up and he ended up winning. And him and Keith Lee have a great moment after the match where they raise each other's hands, give each other a big hug, and it was just a great happy ending. And I highly recommend you watch this match. It is right on YouTube. Just look up Ricochet vs. Keith Lee, Defiant Wrestling, Pro Wrestling World Cup twenty seventeen. You'll find it. You won't regret watching it. And there's some great commentary in this match from Drew McIntyre, of all people. He is great on the mic. I would love to see him on commentary more, actually. Um, yeah, I give this match five meatballs. Go watch it. It's great. Um, and that that wraps it up for today on Mikey's Indy 500. My race through the indies has just begun, and I would love for you guys to join me. So please send your independent match suggestions into at HitTheBooksPod on Twitter or at MikeyM133 on Twitter with the hashtag HTB500, and let me know which matches I should watch to get into the independent scene. And since you're here listening to this, you should go and follow uh, at HitTheBooksPod on Twitter, where you can see tweets from 
me and my co-host on our flagship show, Hit the Books, which is a fantasy booking podcast for SmackDown Live where we have our own roster and we make our own matches and we do our own pay-per-views and it's pretty great. Uh, we've been doing that for a year and a half now and I think we're getting pretty good at it. So uh, go head over, check that show out, leave a leave any review you can on uh, Apple on Apple Podcasts. Uh, five-star reviews are great. Uh, any, any feedback or criticism, I would love to hear it because – first episode guys i'm not gonna get it right immediately and i need you to, i need your help to to make this show improve because i want to keep doing it because it's very very fun and i love getting into all these matches so please send me those suggestions in like i said to at hit the books pod on twitter or at mikey m133 on twitter hit with the hashtag htb 500 and give us a follow on twitter too uh and you should also subscribe to our youtube channel which is hit the books podcast where we do like i said this this you'll You'll find this show, Mike, uh, Mikey's Indy 500, and you'll find shows like Ryan's uh, System Check, which is an eight, which is a uh, AEW stats show, and you'll find our main show and uh, anything else that we end up doing. So see you over there. Hit the, give that give that a nice subscribe, uh, and we can't wait to see you. Um, thank you again for joining me on my race to the Indies. Can't wait to see you next week for more matches. Adios.